Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One day in the pub, Seb and Verity were socializing with hilarity. They knew there and then that their options were vast. They bought some equipment and made a podcast. What do you think you are doing, you twits? It's cliched and obvious, you know. Welcome to this brand new podcast. This is Three in a Bar. Yeah. Um, let's introduce everyone involved here. Well, there's two of us here so far <laughs> in this introduction section. Uh, there will be three of us soon. Uh, but on my, uh, well, I would say on my left or on my right, she's actually ahead of me over the internet on a screen. <laughs> it's Verity Simmons. Hello, cellist. hello. <laughs> yeah, I'm Tell us a... a little bit about yourself, Verity. Well... I'm a cellist, as you mentioned, uh, and I live yeah. in London. And uh, I have been a freelancer for many moons now. And currently, I mean, in this current situation, I'm freelancing in very much an in inverted commas from home. <laughs> Just getting used to the new lifestyle of um, lockdown. How about you? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, also, I mean, I'm not really doing anything at the moment, but uh, I am a trumpet player. Um, and uh, I'm a freelance uh, player and I do all sorts of different things, orchestras and and uh, shows and pop bands, all kinds of stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we kind of had this idea for a podcast, didn't we? Sort we of, did. Uh, last summer, we were chatting about it when we were working together on Evita in Regent's Park. Oh, happy times. It was a lovely time, yeah. Um, <laughs> And we thought it would be quite interesting to chat to different musicians and, um, uh, you know, people working in the industry. Yeah. Um, that, that actually you, you probably wouldn't get to hear what they sound like in, in person and to hear their sort of personalities. Because you, you might have heard them on, on stuff, might have, you know, playing on records or in some shows you might not know you've heard them <laughs> yeah but um there's some really funny characters out there very interesting yeah such people. great stories we've discovered more and more actually going through we've been traipsing around london haven't we i was going to say we've been traipsing around with all this heavy gear but actually <laughs> yeah. you have haven't you Seb? i and guess I've... I've been doing the, the most of it but <laughs> yeah that's all right we've got plenty of time you can, you can take <laughs> you can i'll take get the working <laughs> Thank you so much. It's so heavy, isn't it? It really, really is. The microphone stands. They're they're the ones because they're made out of 
cast iron. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure I could have cast lighter <laughs> versions. Uh, but no one ever They're mentions sturdy. that when they talk about podcasts. They never no. say what you really got, you know, you need to get yourself a very good uh, case with wheels uh, look <laughs> after your back. Yeah, top tips here, <laughs> top tips, <laughs> exactly. Everything we have recorded uh, will probably sound uh, incredibly out of date and irrelevant now. <laughs> People talking about just going and working. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, so so we've got some some old footage, uh, stuff in the can from, from different people, um, but now now everyone's sort of at home and increasingly seeming to everyone seems to be buying lots of equipment so they can record um teach whether they're teaching from home or they're trying to do remote sessions Uh, or a podcast it is a thing or a podcast (laughs) yeah so a lot of people seem to have microphones so um hopefully we'll, we'll be able to just get a lot of um a lot of interviews and conversations done i think we've got about nine already there to go and our yep. first guest so in fact seb who is our first our guest? first guest let me see let's look in the drawer who have we got <laughs> um it is oh phil donnelly ah oh, hooray phil donnelly phil donnelly so you might know phil you might not know him but hopefully you will by the end of the episode um phil mm-hmm. is a bassist he's uh, a very um versatile <clears throat> He's a very versatile. <laughs> I just say that again. I frog in my throat. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were laughing um, because you were imagining him do some sort of gymnastic move. That's why. It's very, <laughs> versatile, very versatile and flexible. <laughs> um, well, he's a bassist. Um, he plays the double bass. He plays the electric bass. He probably plays if it's an acoustic bass. He'll probably throw his hand to that as well. He plays uh, uh, guitar, uh, keyboard. So. Um, uh, we went to meet him, didn't we, up at his house yeah. in North London. That's right. He was. We were lucky to catch him because he was toing and froing to Sheffield at the time. Um, he was uh, at a production of doing a production of Guys and Dolls at the Crucible Theatre. So we yes. caught him on a morning just before he was about to set off on his way back up to the theatre um, in his amazing studio. Yes, yeah, the stuff of dreams, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> it really I, is. I think every musician wants their own little little uh, place in their house uh, a garden studio or a yeah. converted garage oh what i know what a dream that is it's amazing it, it is a working studio uh i found out actually afterwards from phil that um anna meredith's new album fibs a lot of that was recorded in there uh and that's a really oh, great. cool record I, I check it out if you haven't already uh but i think yeah you know you can go and uh, work there if you want hire it out um yeah. Phil will hopefully provide you some snacks and a cup of coffee. Uh, Unlike so, for us. Yeah, but he didn't for us. You'll today. hear Not that yet. later. Yeah. Um, so here we go. This is our conversation with Phil Donnelly. best studio we've been in for this no. the last I mean, one we did was in, was in a weather space so. i'll say this is surely the only studio you've been on for the recording yeah not it is actually the, the only yeah. studio well the one thing i think of about you <laughs> is is gear i always think about gear when i think about you yeah, yeah. what well, was the first thing i said to you today um hello well no, yeah but also then i was like oh you've got these oh yeah gear and you've got sevens yeah. that's baller yeah 
<laughs> three sevens. Three well. sevens. Yeah. I've never heard them just called sevens. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I don't industry. claim that abbreviation. Nice. Someone said it to me once and I just nodded and then yeah. had to Google what they meant after. Mm. Like, I was saying, what's the best mic for this thing? And they're like, oh, I love, I love using sevens. Yeah. I was like, well, seven sounds like too many. No idea, yeah. One should do. One, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, well, you've got a lovely studio here. It's very nice. Thank you. Yeah. How long has this been set up like this? Like two years, I think, or maybe three years. It was mm. two garages, both of which were useless and just full of crap. And now... It's brilliant. Can I say crap? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's not for children. That's got to be the weakest of all swear words. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I think this God. one is. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> crap. Um... Bum. Right. <laughs> Crap's just above bum, I think. Yeah, it's a little coarser. Poo, it's poo. Poo's fine, isn't Poo's it? Fine. Poo is absolutely yeah. fine. It's a medical term. I really hate that. But it just sounds so, oh, it's so anodyne, poo. isn't it? Oh, that's poo. Oh, yeah. Have you ever said that's poo? I've probably said it to my children when I've been trying to say, shut the f*** up. <laughs> and I've had to rein it back in. <laughs> Shush, you my... little poo. One of my best friends has been teaching in a school, which he describes as a rough school. I don't know what the school is. So, I mean, I wouldn't say that. Eton. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a bunch of kids kept knocking on the window while he was trying to give a lesson. And my friend lost it and told them to F off. And nearly, and then said, he said, you fat, but didn't say anything else. He did say the F word. I think my mum yeah. might listen to this. I might not say the F word. But, okay. And then... And then the kid came into the music room and like stood, like started confronting him. And, it, and then nothing happened. It all blew over and whatever. It was fine. Mm. But um, oh. yeah. So. I like it that he just ended at you fat. Because he just, he just sort of realised what, he was like, you fat, and then realised what. Yeah. What That's fine. Like he's talking to a child. <laughs> My son said to me the other day, um, I'm just going to give you some of my worst words. And he was like, so, you know, I've got the S word. I was like, okay, that's not too bad. Um, I've got a B word. I was like, oh, I don't know what. And then he went, and I've got the C word. I went, what? What? I mean, okay, tell me the C word and then never say it again. And I was so relieved because he just said crap. Oh, Whew, phew, dodge yeah. that bullet though. A uh, little kid once showed me, he knew all the names for the fingers. <laughs> this was in a trumpet lesson I think I was talking about trumpet fingering or something he went yeah so first finger that's index finger thumb uh, swear <laughs> that's swear. my middle finger uh, yeah I was like yeah very good that's the proper name for it but did you not say swear? like and what about the other two yeah. like you told me you love. knew all the names and <laughs> love and Pinky. Real love. Pinky. <laughs> Real love. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Mummy finger. I used to get my mum. My mum used to. If I was, I was quite a soppy kid, and <laughs> and I'd, I wouldn't like to go to school sometimes. So my mum would would uh, paint a little bit of nail varnish on my little finger, and it's it clear. It's called a no pink. <laughs> it's not going to help. Yeah. No, <laughs> <I didn't know. laughs> that's the last thing you want to do when trying to get involved yeah. with children. Yeah. That's abuse. Um, but it was so small, just a little tiny red dot. So then it's yeah. a little mummy finger. I just look, look down at oh. it. I was a bit sad. I go, oh, oh that's very nice. That's, that's yeah. very sweet. Slightly tragic. But... Yeah. I think you as a kid is quite different to Verity's children. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, Mummy, I really miss you. I want something to remind you of. And you're going, Right, I know all the swear words. <laughs> 
no, they miss me occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can see into their classrooms from where we live. So oh, amazing. I don't. No. Just no. putting it out there, I yeah. don't sit and look into their classrooms. But yeah. it's a bit terrifying. I have to do the, the run of doom sometimes because our bedroom is level with the upstairs classrooms of their school and uh, occasionally I have to commando roll. If, oh, no. if I've been to the shower and forgot to take my clothes down, you know, it's just a nightmare for my children waiting to happen, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, my God, Theo, your mum. <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> Is that your mum? No, we've moved. <laughs> Do you think of yourself as electric bass player or acoustic bass player first and foremost or do you these days is it pretty much i don't know and to add confusion there's quite a lot of guitar playing in that mix as well right like normal guitar so yeah i don't know i think i'm probably busiest doing bass work for like jobbing stuff yeah and i guess it's electric bass but Mm. normally the doubling thing's a huge thing yeah yeah people love that so maybe it's just Bit, hmm. bit same, yeah. So when you were studying, you were at Guildhall, weren't you? The Guildhall. We call the, it, yeah. the, Guildhall. the Guildhall. The Guildhall. School yeah. of mucus and trauma. Mucus and trauma. Did you? You went in as a acoustic bass player. Yeah, did went you? As a classical? classical double bass player. Yeah. I also auditioned to do joint first on classical guitar. Right. Which I which I got. But they do a weird thing. You have to do it after a certain term before they change it to joint first. And then I chose not to do it mm. because I was just so busy doing the, everything in Guildhall on the bass course. Yeah, I was yeah. like, it just would be like watering it down. Yeah. And I was kind of aware there's not really a career for classical guitar that I wanted to take. Yeah. Certainly electric guitar and other things like that, I was way more into. So I thought, well, maybe I should just dedicate my own time to furthering other things that I'm a bit more into. So. Yeah, and at what point did you start on like <coughs> seeing a movement towards electric as well? Or, did you see yourself going down a career path of classical bass? No, weirdly, no. no. From I the kind start. of knew that from the start, right. yeah. Because I'd always played in bands. Yeah. From like a young age, being electric guitars or bass guitar or... Because I started on electric guitar, that was my first thing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. And I still love doing all the orchestra stuff. I mean, I don't really do it anymore. But I only studied it because that's what I'd always studied properly. Yeah. That was like the proper work. I did all the other stuff on the side and personal interests sort of drove me along and, you know, music groups and Barnet and all that sort of thing. Yeah. But then, yeah, I, I did think, should I be doing like a jazz course or yeah. exploring the pop courses? But people really steered me away from that. Did, when think, you were studying or well, when externally? I was, well, just deciding to go to music college yeah. and saying, oh, should I go do one of those pop courses or something? and. Basically, I was exclusively told not to do it. So people I spoke to who were kind of working or spoke to some people in, who were already sort of years older and playing in the industry and all that sort of thing. And ugh, industry. Yeah. Also, but, um, <laughs> also, focus on the, the classical side, that get that really good first before thinking about other. Sort of, yeah. And then even the, the classical jazz was a weird debate because, you know, jazz courses are just as intense and good. And, well, you know, you can't compare them. It's just what yeah. it works for you. But... but Everyone was like, don't do a pop course. I think yeah. Manchester had one that I was sort of looking at and there was a few others and there's other places like BIM and whatever. And yeah. maybe that was the bad... I'm not saying they're bad, but that was just the advice I was given. Everyone was like, do not do that course. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm glad I did a classical course, I think. Was that Kevin Rundle? No, yeah. I had Colin. Colin yeah. Paris. I had Kevin for some groups and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But Colin was my main teacher. 
And I really got on with Colin as well. That was another thing. I had lessons with quite a lot of the teachers from all the colleges. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Colin sort of clicked. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. And did he sort of see your vision of where you wanted to go? Yeah, he was really cool about that, actually. And he was very... He's super aware about where the sort of work is and and super up for the fact that, uh, you know, there's a student he has who might not want to be just in an orchestra. Yeah, you know? that's great. Yeah, which a lot of other teachers were... I remember saying to someone, they said, oh, what work do you want to do? And I said, oh, I like this stuff. And I play electric bass and I play guitar. And da, 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 da. And it's quite, I found it quite hard to get that across seriously. So I think lots of people, when they're in school, play in bands and play guitars and whatever. And that was like a very... Well, and still is because it is. But that was like a serious thing for my career choice. Yeah. Like, like my guitar playing, my bass playing was like an integral part of my, you know, what I was going to bring. And yeah. So they all just thought, oh, sure, he plays in a couple of school bands, like whatever, you know. And then they said, oh, so what do you want to do? I said, oh, that. And they went, yeah, but you want to play in an orchestra. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. I even, I'm pretty sure I even used that line in auditions when they said, what do you want to do? I go, oh, I want to play in an orchestra, you know. <laughs> yeah. Because everyone said, you've got to say it's that just in the magic word to yeah, 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 yeah. And the other one is, which college do you want to go to? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. definitely say the one that you're in at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go to, look for sign. Trinity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I did that game a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nothing wrong with Trinity, though. Hey, I love Trinity. Well, yeah. you're working there. Uh, did you know that Phil is professor? <laughs> not professor. Well, can I not say that? Surely you are. I mean, well, I'm not. I've actually stopped working there. Oh, as a what? very recent, as oh. a very recent. Have you really? Yeah, because I couldn't really do the time. It was, oh man, that was, was short lived. What was the job? Like? It was two years. Oh, yeah, fairly, fairly, long lived. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I went. I was teaching at the junior department. Oh, yeah, cool. which was a wicked job. It was really, really good. Mm. A little early, but apart from that, it was great. It was, um, and I used to go to the junior department. Oh, when, nice. And I'd been there for like seven years when I was in school, mm. so it was really nice to be back. And a lot of the old teachers were still there, and. It was a little strange at first. Yeah. I did, yeah. Feel, I did feel old. Oh, I was going to say that. Did you feel old or did you feel really young? Because actually, I just remember my first teaching jobs. I just felt like a bit of a fraud. Well, it was, it was weird because it was, like the, it was like this new element to a place I'd known. So, you know, the building's still the building. But there was all, a load of the old teachers that I used to know yeah. who were still there. And weirdly, that relationship never really changes because... Mm. It's just you just get older and they still, in a very nice way, but talk about what you're up to. And yeah. so you, I still look up to them in a kind of weird teachery role. But now there's a group of kids here as well. Yeah, <laughs> it was very yeah. strange. But I mean, it was it was a hard job, a little harder than I thought because yeah. everyone was so good. Yeah, mm. like I had a musicianship class which I'd been quite keen to do because I'd loved the musicianship classes when I was there, and I thought they were really important. When I got to Guildhall, I really noticed the people who'd been to those musicianship classes, even reluctantly, or yeah. done a similar thing in their you know, music training until that point, against the people who hadn't. It was really interesting. I mean, it all, they learned it up and it wasn't a big deal, but it was a real obvious gap in people's knowledge. I was like, I'd be quite keen to do musicianship class. I think I think basically everyone in the class had perfect pitch, apart from like two what? people. Wow. So things like ear tests were just insane. That's crazy. You know? And these they're young. Yeah. You know? They're like year eight, year nine... It's not like oh, they're all sick form and they've done this their whole time yeah. and they've got it all together. Like, yeah. You know, they can tell if you're bluffing. <laughs> they're getting smarter, the they kids, aren't flipping they? flipping So when you came out of college, 
fresh based, yes. bushy tail. Um, what was the what happened? What did you go into? Yeah, did what you, happened? What got, happened? What happened to you? I got all went wrong. <laughs> so lucky. Like this is the luckiest story you've ever heard. A week before my final, I got offered a tour. Um, I got offered the Shrek tour. Oh my god! Yeah, that's great. Um, I was dapping a bit in town, and uh, it was the same sort of music team and fixes and whatever. So yeah, a week before my final, I got a call from Andy Barnwell. <laughs> I was just like, oh, great. <laughs> put the bow away, put the bass down. It's all going to be fine. <laughs> got a job. No, no, I did. I did. I did carry on walking, working, but it was just like. Did you go in and do a Disney medley for yeah. your final yeah, recital I changed, then? Change the, yeah. Bit change, of a change, lads. It's actually, uh, it's actually, it's actually a DreamWorks production. Oh, I'm yeah. so oh. sorry. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, but it was... It was in, so I did. I did my final, and about three years, three weeks later, I started. It was great. That's amazing. It was, it was amazing. It was. And what a way to sort of go in there and immediately like that's a great way to find your feet in the profession, really, isn't it? Yeah, to go it and was. be on tour. Yeah. And yeah. It was, and I met cool people on it, and yeah, that gig has sort of been the source in a weird way. You can kind of trickle that back to everything I've done, sort of you know, the whole show thing, yeah. West End thing. It's all come from there, yeah. really. Yeah. How long was it? It was quite a long time. It was 22 months. Wow. Which is a long time. Yeah. But it was sort of the perfect time for me to do it. Definitely. And I yeah. remember being quite aware of that sort of a few months in, realising that, you know, I haven't got any kids. I haven't got a mortgage. I haven't got a wife. You only realised that and, a few months <laughs> in. Yeah, yeah, it's like, what? <laughs> 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 what, what? It was such a wake-up call. <laughs> I'm making this packed lunch, but who's it for? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and, you know, all the people who had to kind of be scooting home every time they possibly could to see their kids and see their wife and I was just like and that, you know a lot of people enjoy that way of life I'm not it's not a kind of sob story to all of them it was just like oh this is this is kind of the time to do this yeah totally you know? and I, yeah I was glad I did it you know mm. yeah it was a yeah it was a great gig so all this business all this business with Nashville now <laughs> Phil because I remember last year you saying Maybe I could go and live in Nashville. And did, yeah. is this something that might still be on the cards? Is it something you'd like to do? Maybe the, the, the tricky thing is um, visas is the really tricky oh, thing. Yeah. So and making it work. It's it's weirdly. It's about a year ago we were only playing for one band, American Young, which are two songwriters out there called John Stone and Christy Osmondson. Um, but since then it's kind of, we're now playing for loads of people, which is really great. Well, right. four or five people, which is really great. Um, so it would all depend which gig we were doing out there. I think basically it's choosing our moment and, and sort of wondering, you know, checking when their tours are going to be. And, yeah. And it, it may be that we don't do it with American Young. We might do it with Lainey Wilson, who's another artist we play for. And so, yeah, trying to sort that out is the, it's, it's still, but it's still pretty, a pretty serious yeah. And, you know, How did you get into that world? That's well, quite different. my best mate, Chris Bryce, who's a drummer, who has worked so hard to be on the kind of country thing, and that's what he's obsessed with. And I have done no work in that world at all. <laughs> or um, I don't know. I don't know any of those sort of standards or like those tunes yeah. or anything. Like all his hard work has paid off for me. <laughs> Great. <laughs> it's been amazing. Yeah. So. He got called, or a, a band he plays for, um, Two Ways Home. Their management got called by, uh, I think it was must have been Curb in America, in Nashville, saying, oh, we need a bassist and a drummer for a show in Zurich. This was a couple of years ago now. 
for American Young. It's just a one-off show. Uh, can we take your, you know, why don't we use your bass system drummer from Two Ways Home? Uh, the bass player Dom Told, who's great, he was away I think at the time. I'm pretty sure that's right. He was he wasn't around to do that gig, mm. so Chris said, "Oh, I'll ask Phil to do it." So I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, a bunch of Americans, whatever, you know." Yeah. Learned off all these tunes and thought the tunes really cool. And when we met the guys, like I said, it was just meant to be a one-off gig. When we met the guys, we really, really hit it off. Yeah. And in the break of the gig, the guitar, uh, John Stone, the songwriter, called up his manager and said, "These have got to be the guys for all our gigs from now on," which is amazing. That like never. Yes. What, what the first break of the first rehearsal? No, we didn't rehearse. We just did right. the gig. We just went straight on stage. Wow. And did it? Yeah. Um, funny story about that. He cancelled the rehearsal, John, because no one had told him there was going to be a band. He'd been. They'd been touring as a duo, doing little Europe tours as a duo, and they'd been writing with people out there, I think, as well. Uh, but because this was two, it was quite a long. I think it was two forty-fives or two hour sets. It was quite a long gig. Uh, the management Todd um, had said, "Oh, we'll have a band for this." Well, I think they'd already, you know, that was always what they do. They always have a band if it's a longer set or a longer gig or whatever. Uh, but they hadn't told John because they knew that he'd be so pissed off that there was yeah. a bunch of guys he didn't know, and he presumed. I think he just presumed that we wouldn't be any good. And, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a famous story of when he, not famous, the funny story of when he was told that there was a bunch of British guys coming over, or two British guys, he said, don't bother. Like, mm-hmm. and he was fuming <laughs> and he just went mad down the phone at the management and was just like livid. And then when they saw him calling in the first break, they were like, oh God, here we go. And he was just like, we've sold out all our merch, the gig's going amazing. Like, these guys have got to come with us from now on, you know. And that week we did a gig in Amsterdam with them and we did we did three London shows with them. Oh, so week. you just got all those gigs out of... Yeah, so it was amazing. amazing. And since then we've been playing with them, you know, loads and writing with them and doing all sorts, so... Brilliant. When's your next stuff with them? Have you got things coming um, up? I think they're coming over in the summer. Brilliant. A bunch of festivals and stuff, so, yeah. 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 Oh, that's it was great. nice because that ne- feels like that never happens and it feels like one of those fairy tale yeah. stories. But yeah, and then since then, other people have said to John and Christy, "Oh, we're coming over to the UK," and he they always say, "Oh, you got to use Phil and Chris." So great. It's been really, it's been really sweet. Oh, and there's Luke Thomas who plays with us as well. He's great as well. He's been a bit later on, but yeah, yeah. So it's it's. And didn't you go out there? Did you just we go went out there for a bit? Yeah. Were we you did. working or was it just? No. No, not working. <laughs> of course not. No, of course. Because I didn't have the right papers. No, um, <laughs> we we did some. That's where we started rehearsing with Lainey Wilson. Yeah. Who's this, other girl we play for she's like sort of this incredible guitarist singer and just it's, it's her trajectory even since we've started working with her has just been amazing yeah she actually played the Ryman last night which is kind of a big deal and, yeah uh, just support, supporting someone but yeah so we've been playing with her loads and she's the one we might end up heading out there a bit more and all this see what happens with that but and we did um a one show for no money um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, um, with American Young, that was yeah. sort of it was it wasn't really a show actually. It was just we were playing for label a uh, label thing. So great, yeah, which was um, so fun. Yeah, and they had a couple of other guys playing with us who were like Nashville heavy superstars, and it was oh, God, it was really so cool. Exciting. It was really cool. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of yeah, it was an amazing time. Did you feel it. like when you were out there? Yes, I could definitely yeah put everything else aside and do this. I don't know about putting everything else aside because me, me and my friend Chris, who we've been doing it with, we're quite a good team because I can be maybe too, oh, I don't know if that will happen and a bit sort of yeah. too worryingly realistic about it. And at times, potentially, he can be a bit too, 
we'll go tomorrow and we'll live there forever and we'll live happily ever after. Yes. So we're actually the perfect team of being like, well, let's not do this, let's do that, let's try this, you know. Yeah. Can't see each other out a bit. But I could see myself going there for a while and, you know, seeing what happens. I mean, yeah. it's a lot of work out there. It's yeah. amazing. I couldn't believe it. Like, every every bar has a really, really good band in. Yeah. yeah. I know that's not, like, the epitome of, like, I just want to blame the bar bands, but, you know, there's just... It symbolises something that, that yeah. is just this love of music. Exactly. Everyone... And people there in, every, in the audiences, are, it's always rammed. People are always out watching music. Yeah. And they're either musicians or they're like, oh, I'm not even a musician, but they just love music. Mm. That's it's great. just amazing. Yeah. Would, would so. it help if like you released your own music and was, was like if you were an artist yourself? And Maybe. You go there and get a visa that way? Or, I, don't know. I don't know. I think it, 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 it's all about which visa to get, I think is the difficult oh, thing. Right. So with the visa we want, would like just to go there with some dates in with bands, but then do whatever. So if someone said, yeah. Oh, could you come and do this gig or could, you know, but it, that's extremely hard to get. And I think it's super expensive. Mm. It's a bit of a gamble on our kind of first proper working trip. So it might be a case that we just get a visa for a select amount of dates, a specific amount of work yeah. and just see how it goes. years and years ago when I was in college uh, it's a weird I don't, I've never been very good at describing it uh, it's comedy hip hop so it's improvised comedy hip hop oh right. is it a band of man? it is a band of man yes. yes so I used to do the band man gig back in oh, the day right. we did the Ed Sheeran tour we did all of that but um, I, I, yeah I'm going to be working with Rob again we're doing some wow I've always been fascinated by how they how they do that yeah I mean Rob's the, the, the real brains James was a pretty genius as well uh, he was the guitarist who you is he the one seen. that I've only heard them on, on on some comedy sort of podcasts. Or, uh, oh, or I've not been, seen them in person. Right, but, it might have been Sam, maybe you saw, um, who did it for a long time. Who's also right. my, one of my closest friends. He's also a genius at that whole thing. But yeah, incredible. Yeah. So but, what's the premise? So, Sorry, so Rob, so Rob is a comedian and rapper, and so uh, this is an a, a, an old example now. And this was sort of his. Uh, I've done this a million times in corporates and whatever. He does a song called "What's in Your Pocket." Right. So there's a little tagline of just the, the the side person. He can do. He does do shows on his own, but normally there's two of them, uh, or or bigger. But um, the side person will sing this line, "What's in your pocket?" He then goes to the audience, takes something out of your pocket, your handbag, the weirdest thing you've got, and I will rap about it. If I don't rap about it, I'll give you a thousand pounds or something, yeah. whatever. And so that's where he's genius. So like people always bring out these like, and people come to the shows knowing this as well. So, you know, <laughs> but Excellent. he can just like at great speed and we're playing it's a song he'll just be constantly rapping over it and he'll be running around the audience grabbing stuff like you know whatever you know for example that lipstick he'll, he'll do a whole line about it a whole yeah. it's, and like I did the gig for quite a long time back in the day 
I would still be blown away every single show. Just like, how did he do that? That's you know? brilliant. And it all yeah, rhymes. It all rhymes and it, and it all flows and nice. And what I thought was cool was that sort of Beastie Boys style of rapping, yeah. where the the second guy would would say the word that yeah. the other, like the last word of each side. Yeah. Well, I should have said the word there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to do the single one object. It'd be great if I just I just didn't want to say dildo. And then someone. I tell you what, Seb, you should do this. You could do that. <laughs> It'd be amazing. great if someone looked it up after hearing this, being like, oh, that sounds interesting. And it was just that. <laughs> just like a guy running around. Yeah, you get the idea. Very impressive. Yeah, it is genius. I don't I still don't know how he does it. I've done gigs as and being the second guy. Oh right. So, so you oh, can seriously? you can kind of guess what he's well, gonna say, right? That's the that's sort of the job description. <laughs> that's literally what <laughs> you have to do. There, there, there have been times when you guess it and you know, especially with other songs not, but especially with Pocket, there's things that always come out. Now there's no he's not prepping any lines. There's no yeah. but like, you know, you can and if you if you've done Look, it a lot you're lighter. Yeah, yeah, lights of yeah. mobile phone, and then there's always some like funny person who brings an A to Z. Sorry, <laughs> if you was in the nineties, yeah. yeah. Um, there's always someone funny who who brings a condom. There's always someone funny who brings an yeah. orange because nothing rhymes with orange, you know. Like, there's all yeah. these things, so, but so you do sort of start to clock, and you know where the line's going to come as well because yeah. it's, you know it's the, at the end of the previous. four or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know? So you sort of, and I I have, I have done it a few times, and. You don't have to do it. Like he's not. He's not like where were you on this one? You know, like if you can do it, great. Yeah. There's been many times when I've gone for it, started a word, and heard his voice in my ear and been like, it's not the same word I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Phone book. Damn, it was A to Z. I saw your name. I think you'd written on a, oh. a wall. <laughs> a toilet. In, uh, my name. Your name. A gents in a petrol how station. Know, how do you know that I'd written it? Well, it said P. Donnelly. It was on the wall at Pizza Express in Hoban. What did you go to Pizza in Highgate? It's just not a music venue, just a Pizza Express. <laughs> like someone wrote that the other day. Yeah, it was just your no, phone number. Think, where was the one? <laughs> it says, call for a good time. Where was the one that Prince Andrew went to? Uh, Woking. Woking. Woking I'm not, Pizza Express. I'm not really a Woking guy. Not really you know? <laughs> I like to say on record. <laughs> not sweating. At all. Uh, was that you? Did you write that? Um, I don't know if I wrote it, but uh, yeah. In, the, the... Almost, uh, in that little tiny little dressing room. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which you... all the bands have to share. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is good. Did you do a gig there? I've done a couple of gigs there. Yeah. Uh, we did an American Young show there, which I think uh, was where right. we did that. Nice. Yeah. Where we... That's probably what we wrote there. Yeah. I see. And someone had done the logo really nicely, drawn it on the ah. wall. And I, wrote P- I might have seen that. There's, there's yeah. like thousands of names. And, yeah. Uh, Did you write your name on there? Uh, yeah, but no, I wrote... Scribbled out mine, <laughs> covered it over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not there anymore. Yeah. Um, I wrote uh, The Old Dirty Brastards oh, nice. did you? in Byron. Nice. So I didn't have a Sharpie. Oh. So when, when were you there? It's, it's, it's like the, the worst smallest <laughs> thing written on, on the wall. It's very hardest to get off. Yeah. Because it sort of digs in, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's Sharpie there forever. Sharpie's over a bit, whatever. That's, yeah. Yeah. It's like a yeah, tattoo. I did the gig there on Sunday. It was, oh, nice. Uh, oh, great. Uh, with the old Dirty Brass. Which one did you, what show did you do? Uh, we just did, we did a mix of tunes. Oh, right, cool. Um, and it's, it was weird because that's the, um, well, it's like a, it, it feels like playing Ronnie's or, or, um, well, the other Pizza Express, Dean yeah. Street one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which I've, I've only been, 
well I've, you know i've only seen jazz things at that yeah sort of thing, or very intimate um proper music and yeah. we're, we're playing pop covers on brass instruments and none of us have, have like really studied jazz uh, <laughs> so but how, you know how was because i've seen you guys and it's always been in a party setting and yeah. it's always been amazing i've like always had such a good night how is it in that room because i yeah I was, we struggled with that at, that premise at the start and we sort of changed our set a bit yeah it was really interesting like so everyone sat down mm. eating pizza um and in the second set tiramisu uh or whatever <laughs> chocky cake whatever they've chosen really um Table, oh, no. there's, there's a whole menu of food yeah, they got, yeah. Ma- yeah they do loads of food there it's you Peter should Express. go they don't just do talk pizza. to me about it tell me about pizza express <laughs> if you've got a voucher it's way cheaper as so well. good yeah is the voucher can you use the voucher in the venues Oh, maybe not. That would be worth checking yeah, out. Don't let people down. That's a shout out Probably to Peter Express if you could let us know if you're listening. Yeah. There's people sat right there, like as far as away as you are now yeah. to me. And I'm, I've got my trumpet. I'm like, whoa, like they're, in, they're, the, they're in the pizza. splash zone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's going to get a bit loud Empty and, and wet. <laughs> it's the new Peter Express Hoban topping. Yes. <laughs> Spittle. Yeah. Trumpet spittle. Yeah, would you like your American hot with Rakito, jalapenos or valve? <laughs> valve oil. Oil, oil. <laughs> <laughs> um, I Rakito, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so what went down well? Um it it all I think all it all went it? down well, I think. Excellent. Yeah. Um it's just odd because people people aren't dancing and yeah. they're not singing. Especially at the beginning. By the very end. They're, they're kind of half singing in right? a very polite British way. Tiramisu. Yeah. <laughs> What's his set The tiramisu has gone to their head. It's gone down. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Woo! Anyone's up for tiramisu. Yeah. But it is interesting because our, our thing works because people, the, everyone in the crowd sings along. Yeah. And they're yeah. like the singer. Yeah. So they, it's like a massive karaoke type thing. Yeah. Um, so this is, it was different. It was more, definitely more like a concert and just like polite applause at the end of each yeah. one and yeah and because everyone was so focused on you and you can hear a pin drop in those in those venues so yeah so you can play really quietly at times yeah. it's great like chris are mm. the first drummer in it and he kind of he mds it all and he he was brilliant really funny and you know he embraced the jazz club brilliant element of it he's so comfortable doing stuff like that yeah really that's great it. actually yeah. because i mean just puts you in so many different settings doesn't it because mm. there's nothing worse than i mean i think in any kind of concert setting if you if somebody's introducing it and it just feels really painful yeah. you're just willing them to stop talking or or yeah. they just can't talk and so it's just an excellent skill if you've got somebody like it's that so in good, there, yeah. you can just really draw the crowd and you're winning already aren't you yeah so you know i i don't have that skill i don't have that public speaking like whole really? thing no oh really do you go a bit sullen teenager i, I just wouldn't be able to say anything <laughs> really I just, yeah i just wouldn't I, if they're like could you no no I've done jazz gigs under yeah. sort of my own name. Yeah. Mm. And in hindsight, this is really not great. I just didn't say anything. Yeah. We just played a load of tunes and then walked off the stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> didn't even introduce the people who've come out and played. And That's stuff. very poor. Very poor. <laughs> yeah. I did it for my final. I didn't say a word for my final. Yeah. Because the same thing. Mm. Um, and I saw someone do a final. They didn't say a word intentionally. I really liked it. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Verity, your other half, Rob. Yeah. The greatest thing I've ever heard uh. in a concert. It was just, it totally was brilliant. He was, it was, a, it was one of the quartet concerts. And he yeah. was reading out, or he was saying what he was going to play. Oh, that was this piece and gave a little bit of spiel about it, which was great. And then uh, the next piece we're going to do is this and a little bit of spiel. 
And he started, he sort of, I think he sort of covered everything and he went, uh, uh, anyway, I sort of got to a bit of a cold as that, so let's play it. <laughs> and it was brilliant because he spoke so well and everyone was really captivated. <laughs> and if, once again, if that was me and I would have had to prepare all that. He might have just done it off the cuff. I would have had to prepare all that. If that was me, I would just, that would be like panic, dread, feeling sick, gone white. Yeah. He's been, oh, got a bit of a cul-de-sac here, so let's play it. And it was just perfect. I remember thinking like, that was the most perfect thing he could have said then. It well, was he's genius. funny because he's the, he's the opposite. He can be, he thinks of himself as quite a shy, uh, quiet person in a social setting. I don't think he is, but he does. Right. Um, but uh, but when he gets up there on that yeah, stage, was, oh yeah. man, he loves it, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was all over it. He really he, does. He spoke really well. He loves yeah. the chat. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, do you like it when, if you go see a gig, if if they do a lot of chat, like uh, a proper musician, or does it get a bit annoying? It's like, just get on with the songs now. Stop trying to be funny. People have to realise how important that whole bit is. And it's like, that whole chat is just as important as things like set construction and you know, where it's going to come. And, mm. and then a few people I play for, I think they've really got that chat down. Mm. And they've got a few sort of slightly longer stories or little anecdotes about the next tune or the last tune. But it really works. Other people who I've played I play for who haven't got that down, I've been on gigs and been like, uh, or, or mm. you know, or seen gigs and been like, get on with it. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like pulling teeth, but. Yeah, it depends what what way you're going to do it. You could be a bit more end of the pier, like um, sort of like um, <laughs> Jim Davidson. Like showbiz <laughs> and, and <it's>, yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, Stop him. Kill the microphone. Yeah. Another thing about this uh, Meghan Markle woman. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I don't know. Is that a sort of Des O'Connor? <laughs> Um, I'm thinking of a ventriloquist dummy now for some reason. I like that. Yeah, Bob oh, Carroll jeans. Here he is. <laughs> yeah, spit the dog. In, in between, like, really heartfelt, like, acoustic guitar yeah. music. Like, just like, they're just like, like you know, giving their soul to the audience as this gift and then, like, finish it and, like, ooh, up comes the hand. Are you enjoying this gig? What's that, Percy the Parrot? <laughs> what do you mean you didn't like that one? <laughs> Oh, look at him! <laughs> no, I think there's really, genuinely an, an act in that. I think, yeah, really introverted. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Should we then... split the copyright three ways right now? Yeah, let's so, do it. In case anyone else gets it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the American Young and <laughs> Fluffy the Barn Owl. <laughs> there's two of them, so you could really. There's a really lot of characters you could bring to the table there. Excellent. <laughs> That could have a second narrative. Like, they start off as enemies and by the end of the gig they fall in love. Yeah. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a hit. Pass I'm, it on. I'm on the phone to Nashville now. They're sold. Yeah. That'll certainly get you in as an alien of outstanding ability. Yeah. If you're also ventriloquist. Yeah, just like... Like, listen, no one else can do this. I should do two, uh, like, two, like, two forms. I should do one, doesn't matter if it costs like millions of pounds, do one which is my genuine form and like the work I've done and what I can bring and then one is his character. <laughs> like they open up the document and the first thing is just like a video of me, the acoustic guitar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Phil, that was a bit pitchy. <laughs> what do you mean you like that song? <laughs> There's a concert that they do, which my best friend's family do at the top of the road in this little church. And it's it's like she, her mum was in the BBC for years and is a professional violinist and brilliant. And her dad was a 
he still is a fantastic over player. And they call in all their mates from orchestras and Covent Garden and all over to come and do these concerts once a year, which I love those concerts. And like, there's only one bass player, which is one reason why I love it. <laughs> so I'm not spending the whole time being like, they're judging my like, <clears throat> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. yeah. So whenever those things, and they do, actually they do some a couple of years now, but um, I love those gigs and but I'm not really doing tons. I mean, I've not, I've not sat in a bass section for ages, you know? Yeah, yeah. The last, the last classical concert mm. It's not really classical. It's sort of is classical. Is um, I've been doing a couple of gigs with London Contemporary Orchestra. Oh, cool! But I was playing electric bass in Moog. So. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Which is really cool. And yeah. there was loads of bass players I knew on it. it yeah. It's like it's quite funny, sort of being like, oh, hi. Anyway, this is my little corner. Yeah. <laughs> huge oh, cool. and Yeah. What project was that? Was that we the did? Poms, or? Uh, we did uh, two concerts. We did the uh, Clint Mansell Moon film. Oh, we played wow. along to that, which oh, was yeah. amazing great. at Barbican. And then we did a prom where we played a little snippet from there. They did, a, they did like a film, sci-fi film, yeah. late prom. Um, yeah, that was awesome. That was really fun. Yeah. Yeah, wicked. Yeah. So I've got a few things like that coming up as well. But once again, it's on guitar or bass, not, yeah. not you know, sitting with other bass players. And that's fine. Yeah. I'm like, that's well up my street. So yeah. That's great. Well, so di- I remember that having not <clears throat> done any orchestral playing for a while and then starting back. It's a funny feeling. Like mm. I... I just you just doubt your ability. I just doubted my ability to play really quietly in a section for a while. Really? I found that really the most you've been scary doing quite a thing. Lot of it recently, haven't you? Yeah, much more than I had for years. Yeah. And um, I just remember going first of all and just thinking, God, I hope I can play quietly on the A string. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because it, it, yeah. when it's just you or two of you, yeah. it's fine, isn't it? And you find and you your levels, do, but it's although you try and play the correct dynamics, but when you are in a pit environment or a yeah. studio environment and you're surrounded with headphones and microphones and yeah. a it becomes harder to kind of gauge yeah. what the person in the other room a lot of the time is playing you know and judge that and so a lot of it comes out in the wash a bit more but yeah yeah when you're all just sat there and it's like i know it's a bit scary and you know just even things like intonation yeah what <laughs> but it, it's different it can be quite different can't yeah. it it's, yeah did you have an, uh, a nice desk partner Oh, recently I have an excellent desk partner. Great, great. She was just fantastic. Thank like, oh, thank God for she was amazing. We for had such yes, yes. No, no, I, I really hated her. this gig with this person. No, <laughs> just so we know, this is their name. Let me, yeah, I'll give you the dates. I can yeah. give you her web address. <laughs> no, she was brilliant. Uh, we we were really delighted to get through the first week without being sacked for bad behaviour because we just used to laugh about absolutely everything yeah. and everyone yeah <laughs> but it was great yeah, the, the, yeah. weirdly you sound like you know being back in an orchestra the confidence <clears throat> and i think if i sat back in a bass section i think i would have some confidence gremlins yeah but when i'm doing the concerts with electric bass and moog or, or whatever you know those ones for, just take those for example and i've done a few i've done a couple of rpco ones where they have electric bass and stuff a few years ago and stuff um i weirdly have I don't know where it comes from this confidence over the orchestral guys like I know what your game is like you're not yeah, gonna scare yeah. me like, yeah 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 like, not that I was one of them in a professional orchestra but like no I know I, I get it yeah you're, you know is that when you become Sasha Fierce yeah <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I remember first meeting you through Seb when he said um Seb Rudnicki him oh, being like Rudnitsky, um, the Rudnitsky. Other so he actually he actually would like a shout out Oh, does he? Yeah. Yeah. Hi. He gets one. 
Yeah, yeah there we are. That's the shout out. That's really good. Yeah. Um, but he was like, I've got this young friend. I have, to, I have a young friend, Phil. And he's going to come in, look up, you know, look after him, essentially. And so then nice. you bowled in, like some <laughs> cocksure individual. I was like, he doesn't need looking after him. He's bringing down a peg or two. <laughs> I'm sure that's right. Yeah, it was right. I'm a funny girl. Yeah. Oh, was it funny girl? Yeah. Oh. That's where... Um... Yeah. That's where we all met. That's where we all met. That's where we all met. Yeah. And you, I knew you were a friend of Toby Streets. Oh, yeah. That was my oh, that's opener. Right, yeah. Hey, you're a friend of Toby Streets. Yeah. You're well, a friend of you're mine. friend of mine. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Did you have right. a list of how you get in with everyone? Is that what you did? <laughs> Went round. No, people. we don't all do that, apparently. Oh, sorry. That's just me. <laughs> You've got a spreadsheet. It's got everyone's name and then the yes, name the that mutual. you know, the mutual friend. Mm. Next Why is this person useful? Just like looking useful. through Facebook links and photos. Yeah, and yeah. Well, we're mutuals, but are they really friends? You know, let's look at their photos. Yeah. They went away together. Yeah. But are they still friends? Yeah. Mm, it's very interesting. Um, yeah. So you, you would you so you knew him through doing jazz with him. You were uh, in a band with him. Or I did. Or? I've done loads of things with Toby actually. I did a show with him years ago called the Billy Holiday Story. Where right. He was depping for Martin Shaw and he just played like amazing jazz all evening. I was yeah. like, oh, he's a great jazz guy. Like, great. you know. <laughs> and then I did a function band with him, which I still do. We both still do it occasionally called Groove On Up. And they're still out. Still available for weddings. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> WW... No, no. And, um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool, Toby's playing. And then he just played the most ridiculous lead playing I've ever heard. It was just so good. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. So that's his thing. He yeah. probably, probably like, he's like one that's of the guys who does a classical, yeah, he does a classical thing. And then he does all the, you know, but he his real thing is this. Yeah. And he got a job in the RPO. Yeah. He's like, yeah. oh, oh. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But yeah, I still, I still play with him a fair bit. I fucking love that about functions. Just thinking about that thing where you'd have these ridiculous players and you might be playing in in somewhere like in a corner or often as a quartet yeah. um, playing in a corner where there'll be it's just like the noise is extreme and you'll be playing fucking loud trying to belt out so be heard and I looked at the other like last summer we were playing for a wedding and it was like that it was really loud it was, it was quite painful the mm. whole experience and the two first violinists were both playing on Galliano violins I was oh like this God. is ridiculous What's that Th- they're like so expensive. They were both over a hundred grand. These oh, wow. two violins, and you know, just the most extraordinary talent playing. I don't know Taylor Swift in the corner of a bar. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Do you, use, do you use functions as an opportunity to put really good people? Yeah, like absolutely. People who I normally would never get a chance to play with. Yeah, I love it. I, th- I love that. Yeah. I think so. I, I mean, like. They might not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I often lie to them about what it is they're going to be doing. Yeah, it's a recital yeah. somewhere in in Kent. Um, a couple of hours, yes, that's right. Yeah. Uh, some sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great, I think, socially. And, yeah, just the chance. Especially, you know, sometimes if it's really quiet and you... It's just great to play some really lovely chambers and just choose what you want. It's, so, sometimes that they can... I think, for me, they can be total hit or miss. Mm. Like, I played at my friend friend's wedding recently a guy called uh, Azzy Fabian who was a bass player at Guildhall when I was there and he said can you sort out the band and we had this amazing band and they were all lovely they were all so good and I was playing I was like I'm really really enjoying and like the prep had been quite stressful because there was the pressure of my best friend's wedding and I was bringing all the PA and doing all that it's like oh I hope it's not you know hope everything works and I was just like this is so good however I have done functions where I don't enjoy it yeah, and yeah. I think the I think the people 
choice is a huge thing on it. Oh, definitely. You know, if it's people who are lovely, then it's going to be great. Yeah. And if it's people who are not into it or whatever, then mm. it's, it's difficult. Yeah. I do. I mean, I do them with with my band. Yeah. And that's always fun. It never feels like work. It's, yeah, it's that's it. Yeah. So then, then having done all that for for years, then I've debts on with some function bands, and actually, it's just it's just nothing like playing with my mates. And it's, yeah. Oh, that is the thing, though, isn't like, it? Yeah. yeah. And so I, I don't I don't do that anymore. No, no. But then they've stopped asking also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm a bit of a quartet snob as well about thing about functions. I get. Just oh, it sounds awful saying. From playing with my, my mates. Yeah, that's it. It's yeah. just so yeah. nice. Yeah. And you know I don't how work people to play. Feel like work. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> that's not why I went into music. Like, that's totally our thing. Though, <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? Like, yeah. It's not meant to be like a job, is it? You know? <laughs> no. Yeah. Absolutely. I um I messed up recently. I was asked to do, and they said, "Would you like to fix the band for a function?" So we play and fix. I was like, "Yeah, I'd love to fix it." You know, like I was saying, I'll get all great people and good hangs and all this and and there were people we, who normally do the gigs anyway there was no one you know it wasn't like I was snubbing anyone whatever anyway so I got this really great band together and then as, as soon as I'd finished fixing the last person realised I would not be able to do this gig <laughs> I just oh, looked no, at the dates no. on my phone or whatever oh no so it's like yeah actually I won't be there <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> so na- nailed the fixing gig. yeah nailed you, the you fixing they're like dates. fix you know sort of empty it just organise when everyone's getting their yeah. speech trip you know count tunes I was like yeah I'd love to do all that yeah <laughs> definitely could do that yeah. nothing's going to yeah. go wrong yeah I've got yeah. it down I'm, uh, that's me I'm that I'm already guy. there yeah. I'm already setting up so did you send in your ventriloquist dummy yeah. stuff for you yeah. <laughs> no, actually weirdly <laughs> I could do the gig the dummy had something else on so yeah. I was like <laughs> So I just be sat at home that night. I might go along and watch. Mm. Well, you've yeah. got to get up to Sheffield, haven't you? I do, reluctantly. Have you got all your then, snacks for the journey? I've got so many snacks for the journey. I'm gonna, all I those we, ones on the table. I thought you were going to... They were offered. That's, they were on the table. They're for... well, they weren't offered. I mean, oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I mentioned were, them, but oh, you yeah. didn't offer them. Oh. I was I've been waiting the whole time. Oh, don't, now, don't put this bit in, because I will listen to this and be like, yeah. those snacks, you should have... I Mrs. brought you Donnelly. up to offer Pringles. Yeah. <laughs> Have a word with yourself. Would you like to take some Pringles for the journey? I might. It might do, actually. (laughs) There were other things as well. There's a BP at the top of the road. Help yourself out. Yeah, that was a great chat with Phil, and um, it was yeah nice to talk to him about his career. Um, it's quite interesting to talk to someone who's you know so or from from a young age knew exactly what he wanted to do. Yeah, and he's got quite a you know he, he he's always working, always always creating stuff, and always thinking of the next thing and and like i mean the dream of going to Nash- nashville that's that's such a big thing isn't it it's amazing um, isn't it yeah i think that's really impressive how he can so much of what he does is self-generated and mm. but but great so interesting and varied isn't it i felt quite yeah. inspired coming away from there we're gonna try and well we're gonna put these out every week we are we are it's a resolution we're gonna do it yeah i mean we, i think we were get the plan was originally to do like you know a block of 10 have a bit of time off, do another <laughs> block of 10. Yeah. Uh, 
But, but I mean, what do you do with your time off these days? <laughs> well, I don't what? know. There's no rules anymore. No, can, I know. You can just like start working on something and then 10 minutes later go, oh, I'll just do this next week. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, just, there's no deadlines anymore. The rules are there. This, are actually, no this, rules. This is going to be our, this is going to be our, our deadline. We could, yeah. you know, try and put it out same yeah. day every week. And um, so there we go. So that's three in a bar. Do you get Hooray. it? It's like, it's like three, <laughs> three people in a bar. Get it? Yeah, it's good. It's, uh, yeah. it's good that we spell it out for people, though, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, have a great week, whatever you're doing. And uh, we're, on, we're on Instagram, aren't we? You can, we are. You can follow us. I think we're on the Instagram. Photo. Yeah, oh, two now. Two. two. Two photos. I did a story on there last night as well. I was so proud of myself. I don't think it was very good, but, you oh, know, it was that. a start. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. What's, what's the handle at it's at three, three in a bar pod at three in a bar pod yeah and we will be present um, on twitter am i right yeah and we're gonna yeah. get on twitter i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna do one of those today oh well done at, at good. something lovely and maybe facebook as well I don't oh know. let's do facebook that. too i mean facebook. for my generation for, it's for a good the thing <laughs> yeah. yeah to get one to for get the mums <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, take care, everybody. Yeah. Thanks for and joining we'll see us. See you next week. Bye. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns.